We gather today as people beloved by God. We gather as people who are created in God's image of love, compassion, and hope. We gather as people who have been called by God to shine God's love to all people, every single one. We gather today as people who may not be physically together, but we are all the body of Christ, united in love and hope. As a sign of our unity and faith, together we remember that we have been baptized. Our baptism reminds us of the close relationships we have been called to, a relationship with God and with each other and with our neighbor. It reminds us that without our earning it or proving ourselves useful in any way, God claims each of us and God will continue to claim us. Remember that before we could choose God, God chose us. Before we could know God, God knew us. Even when we do not choose God, God still chooses us, loves us, and forgives us. At this time, I invite you to dip your finger in a little bit of water and to trace the sign of the cross on your forehead, uh, on the forehead of yourself or your family members. And as you do so, say, you are a beloved child of God. One of the gifts of faith is the regular opportunity to speak the truth. We get things wrong. God encourages us to admit we are not perfect, to confess the ways we have done harm by things we have done and by things that we should have done but did not do. One of the other great gifts of faith is the regular opportunity to hear good news. You are still loved, you are still forgiven, and you are encouraged to keep trying and keep living with all your heart. Today we practice and we encourage everyone to confess the many ways we have not lived up to God's hopes for us and even our hopes for ourselves. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we, say we have no if we say we have made no mistakes or believe we are perfect, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our mistakes, our selfishness, our greed, our racism, our hard-headedness, or whatever else we have done, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our actions, our thoughts, and our deeds, and remove our guilt and shame that we might be made new. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you and against our brothers and sisters in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for us and for his sake forgives us all our mistakes, missteps, lies, and even racist beliefs. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, you are forgiven. And in your forgiveness, you are free to keep living, keep trying, keep learning, and most importantly, you are free to love and serve your neighbor, especially those in need. Amen. Amen.
Um, I would like to draw your attention to our community engagement leadership team. Uh, this is a team that is part of our Augsburg Riverside Innovation Hub project and the community engagement leadership team is made up of members of the council and they are working on um, discovering new ways to do uh, uh, for Shepherd to engage in leadership roles in our community. And part of their work has been uh, to host these interviews with uh, current leaders in uh, the Hopkins, uh, specifically the Hopkins and Edina area. And they've been uh, leading these interviews and we would like to play for you now a promo to one of those interviews. The, uh, this is just gonna be a promo of it. This is about a three minute long video. Uh, and the rest of uh, the interview is going to be uh, posted onto YouTube uh, right after worship is over. So you can go right to uh, right to our YouTube page and watch it. And we will also share it out in our emails um, and other communications as well. Um, this interview is with Lisa Walker uh, with the BRCC. Uh, and this is going to be just the promo for this. Um, and we will be showing other uh, promos and videos um, over the next several months as well. These are some really great conversations. So um, I'm going to share my screen here and hopefully we'll be able to see and hear it. Okay. Hi, I'm Hillary Nelson from Shepherd of the Hills Community Engagement Leadership Team. 
This team has been discussing what the communities surrounding Shepherd's needs are and what Shepherd can offer. These discussions have made us realize there's plenty of leadership at Shepherd and we would like to highlight it by interviewing some members that are spreading goodness and love through the communities with their actions surrounding Shepherd. Today, I'm going to talk with Lisa Walker about the Blake Road Corridor Collaborative, the BRCC, which is comprised of government and community organizations that focus on the safety of the corridor, neighborhood improvement, and youth. Do you have maybe a, a story of one, an, an example of some uh, thing that you've done or been involved with, with one family or a group? So I think, um, I mean, we've come a long way with a lot of work. Um, when this started in 2005, it was with an AmeriCorps Promise Fellow and it's evolved now to a, you know, a human staff person that's on the payroll, um, paid through by grants. But I think, and there's been a, a ton of amazing things. Um, the one that I specifically enjoy the most is being able to provide um, swimming lessons through Swimming with Friends to Somali young women and Somali adult um, females who um, have never even been in a swimming pool before. So we were able to access money through um, a grant and hire high school students who were swimmers and they were female and they could they were they provided the swimming lessons in one of our pools at the district level and then we were able to get these women in the water and they'd never ever been in a pool and what it meant and to what do you wear because they don't um, uh, our Somali population doesn't wear swimming suits or didn't have the swimming suits which we would think that um, they would wear so they're designing their own swimming suits and what that looked like from the first week to the last week that they wore and um, just the joy of watching high school females and the Somali population of females come together and learn from each other and then the impact it had on these high school girls and how they said it changed the way they they interacted in their world after that and how these young women and older women from the Somali culture, um, just the amazing experience of getting in the water, maybe even, you know, six, seven weeks later, maybe their face went in the water, but the idea of floating, never experienced before. So I think um, that's when I, I have pictures and video of that experience and, and I will never, ever forget that experience. Very special thank you to our community engagement leadership team <clears throat> excuse me as they've been having these conversations uh we have uh i think four or five more uh conversations uh that we will be releasing over the the coming months so please stay tuned for that um yes uh thank you pastor scott thank you uh, to hillary and lisa for uh for this particular conversation uh we have lots more to come that full interview you will be able to find up on our youtube page um uh, right after worship is over at this point i will turn it over to pastor sherry for the reading of our gospel thank you brian our gospel reading today comes from matthew 15 21 to 28 
Now Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is the gospel of our Lord. So how are you doing these days? It's a question that no longer is able to be answered with, oh, I'm fine. Most people are now saying things like, I'm getting by, or we're hanging in there, or thank goodness for technology. And once in a while, you'll have someone say, this really stinks. I personally have found myself in a real funk with COVID-19 starting to take its toll on those around me. At first, I didn't know of anyone who had gotten the virus, but then it hit my brother-in-law hard down in South Carolina, next to my friend's husband. And the latest was my niece's fiance. They are going to get married at the beginning of September. You add on the racial tensions, and injustices, decisions faced about kids and, and parents that they have to make about going to school, upcoming elections with nasty political ads. And no wonder, when asked the question, how are you, we cannot find the words to describe how we feel. Some of these feelings are fear, anxiety, scared, I'm sad, lonely, depressed. And how do we ask for help when these feelings just get too much for us to bear? Who do we turn to? And then how can we help others when we ourselves are feeling so lost? These feelings are not unlike what's happening in the gospel for today. And as we walk through this story, Perhaps we can think about how it is now in this moment and in the days ahead that we can allow ourselves to cry out to our God for hope and for peace and for justice and for reconciliation. See, in our gospel for today, Jesus has been teaching and preaching to the crowds, and now he needs some time alone, time to pray, time to be with his disciples and still remain, you know, teach them. And so knowing that the crowds are going to follow him because he's become quite popular, they travel to a place that the Gentiles live. 
a place that probably the Jews will not come. And then unexpectedly, this Canaanite woman starts following them and cries out to Jesus for help. Her cries are not for her, they're for her daughter, who is suffering. She pleads. She pleads with Jesus and says, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. It is amazing to note that this Canaanite woman understands who Jesus truly is, not just as a healer, but as her king and savior. But Jesus does not answer her pleadings, does not even acknowledge her. And the disciples, heck, they just want to get rid of her because she keeps crying and she's becoming a nuisance. Jesus turns to his disciples and states that he was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. What? Come on, Jesus. This woman is begging for her daughter's help, not for herself. She's crying out to you and you are ignoring her? Why? Is because she's not one of the chosen people? She's not one of the in crowd? Because she's not like you and your disciples? But the woman does not give up. She persists and she kneels at the feet of Jesus and states again, Lord, help me. Now at this point, we think surely Jesus will do this, right? Not quite yet. Jesus turns to the woman and says, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. Well, what does that mean? Was he comparing her to dog? Because she was a Gentile or because she was a woman or because she was so very different? Or was he looking for more? Maybe a deeper connection by saying that challenging statement. But her comeback to Jesus is amazing. She is not afraid to confront Jesus' words, and she is not going to back down. She accepts her lowly status and states, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. This woman places her hope in what other people may have discarded. She only wants a crumb, just one. And she knows that Jesus is and can heal her with that one crumb. This woman understands that Jesus is not just hope for the house of Israel, but he is hope for the entire world. Recognizing this woman's great faith, Jesus says to her, Great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed immediately. Amazing. Powerful story that we can learn from and live out in our world today. For you see, this Canaanite woman, she had great love for her child and for her God. It was love that made her ask for Jesus' help. It was love that pushed her to ask over and over again. It was love that saw the compassion of Jesus beyond and behind the words 
that Jesus had spoken. This woman looked at all the barriers that had been built up over the years and says, yes, but what about this? What about a different way of doing things? Secondly, this woman, she was persistent. She was perseverant and she is resilient. Jesus was her hope and she was not going to take no for an answer. Her persistent prayer of calling out to Jesus to have mercy on her was an earnest cry of the heart. She truly believed that her prayer would be answered. And thirdly, this woman has a great faith. Faith in God and in Jesus as Lord. She understands who Jesus is and what he can do. So my question for us today is what do we think of when we hear that word faith? You know, faith isn't just about agreeing or saying, oh, okay, to everything another person tells you. This woman certainly did not just say, oh, okay, Jesus, and walk away. Faith is not passive, it is active. When we have faith, we just don't sit by the sidelines, but we join in the game. Faith moves us. It moves us to do something, to take a chance, to change the rules, to put our trust in our God. Just like the Canaanite woman, I don't think we can be silent about our faith and about what's going on in our world today. We can no longer sit by and read the paper or hear the news without wondering, how can I help? We can no longer be on this Zoom call, listen to the gospel message, hear the sermon, be in community with each other, and then close our computer or shut off our phone without understanding that God is God for all people. God loves each and every one of you, and God wants us to do the same. Now, I've said before that it's not about if you're on the right side or the left side, or if you're Democrat or Republican. It's not about if you're rich or poor, man or woman, gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender. It's not about the color of your skin or what you have or what you believe in. But I was wrong. All of these things matter. All of these things matter because that is what makes us beloved children of God. That is what makes us unique and different. And God loves us. But there is more to God's love than, than what our identity is. We have to do more. It's about treating each other with dignity. It's about treating each other with respect. And yes, with love, even to those we might find unlovable at times. This is about joining together in unity rather than division. It's about welcoming someone who is uniquely different than us. Now we all have different views and different opinions about life and the world that we live in. And this is where the hard part comes in because we're not always gonna agree. But even in our disagreements, 
can we find a way to come together? For we are better together than when we are separate. We are stronger together when we live a life that points to the life of Jesus. If we can, can we look to the Canaanite woman as an example to be courageous and cry out to Jesus to bring about hope and love to this hurting world that's filled with fear and loneliness and sadness and isolation right now? Can we cry out to Jesus to bring an end to injustice and suffering and pain? Can we cry out to Jesus to bring about change and transformation in our community and our neighborhoods? This may be uncomfortable. It may be scary. And it may be lonely. And it's going to be difficult. But it's time. It's time to speak up about our faith. And it's time to cry out to Jesus as that Canaanite woman did with, with love and persistence and a strong faith. Trusting that our God will hold us, will heal us, and will remain with us as we live in unity together. I pray today for each and every one of you that Jesus speaks to you and says these words, Great is your faith. Let it be done as you wish. Amen.
As we continue our worship this morning, I would like uh, to continue to offer uh, the gratitude of our staff for all of the continued offerings um, and financial support that you give the ministry here at Shepherd of the Hills. Um, we are not gathering physically, but the work of the church, of course, does continue, and that continues in um, a variety of ways. So we are so grateful for all of the financial support. We do also encourage you um, to give an offering to God in a variety of other ways too. Um, by taking pictures, you can send them to me, you can put them up on our Facebook page. Uh, take pictures of yourselves uh, in worship, whether it's in worship right now this minute or whether you're worshiping in other ways. The weather is absolutely spectacular outside for the first time in what feels like forever. Um, so go outside, show us where you see faith in action, where you see love in action, uh, where you see God at work. Uh, take a picture of it, uh, share it with us, uh, and continue to offer, um, offer up the many ways that we give thanks to God in, in, in other and creative ways as well. So we hope that you do take some time to do that today. And as we continue now, let us say the words of, let us confess the words uh, of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Together we pray for all people, those in our family, in our community, and in our world. After each petition, we will respond, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you, God, for the women in our lives, like the Canaanite woman, who shows us what true, gifted, persistent, and even challenging faith looks like. We thank you for their witness, and we pray that their voices will continue to grow stronger and make us so much better for all of your children. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we put our hope in you, Jesus, and beg you to hear our prayers. We beg you to feed us restore us, sustain us, and instill in us the persistent, active faith of the Canaanite woman. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, we ask you to bring the, the whole body of your son, Jesus, together. Bring us together so that you may absolve the pains of racism, oppression, and injustice. May your kingdom come and your will be done so that all people can experience the grace and love and healing and wholeness of your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Oh God, we pray for all who have once again found themselves in the path of dangerous and severe storms. We pray for the Midwest who has seen round after round of damaging storms, including Iowa, Northern Illinois, and the Twin Cities and surrounding areas. Grant all who have experienced damage to life and property peace and calm as they look to what's next. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we place into your care all who are ill in body, mind, and spirit. We pray especially this morning for Dan, Kamla, Diane, Robin, Nancy, Joanne, Addie, Kathy, Dick, 
Craig, Elissa, and Kelsey, Angie, Jason, Lois, Tom, her cat and her family, Jad, Chad, Neil, Andy, Galen, Gary, Asher. For those impacted by COVID-19, those who are ill, have suffered losses, are lonely, and are, and are on the front line providing care and basic needs. For Bruce, Marilyn, Tom, Maddie, Robert, Becca, Shalina and family, Kevin, Mary, Doug and Abby and family, Norma, Beverly, Dick, Callie, Connor, and Melvin. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. This time I invite you now to add your prayers, people of God. You may type your pr prayers into the chat, or if you would like to speak your prayer aloud, you can unmute your mic to speak your prayer. For what do the people pray for today? For kids and parents preparing for school, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For Britt's friend A, whose first chemo was yesterday, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For Trisha to feel better, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For Lauren, who was in an accident yesterday, that she recovers fully and quickly, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For Alexis's friend, Amy, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For Marcy, who is in chemo, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For the teachers who are preparing for school, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless us with your presence as we travel to Seattle and celebrate the wedding of our son Carter and his fiance Lily, that's from the Buens. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For the Jensen, for the Jetson and Fredrickson families for the loss of their sons. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For Steve, as he recovers and rehabs from a brain injury, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Pastor Sherry and her upcoming ordination. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Into your hands, O God, we commend all for which we pray, all of our prayers spoken aloud, typed in our chat, kept in the silence of our hearts, our prayers that are just sighs too deep for words. We commend it all to you, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. At this time, I would invite you now to unmute your mics as we together pray the prayer our Lord Jesus has taught us. Our Father, Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And we do not temptate, but deliver us from evil. Amen. 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 Thank mm-hmm. you. 
Thank you, Emily. Now, as we close our worship, may you receive God's blessing. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Before we move into our fellowship time or head out for our day, I want to share with you just a couple of quick announcements. All of these announcements are found in um, our weekly emails that we send out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you have been getting the emails and you are no longer getting them, we are still sending them out. So please check uh, your spam folder. Uh, if you're in Gmail, check your promotions folder. Uh, because of the, the um, the email client that we use, it can sometimes get filtered out of your main inbox. Um, so please make sure that you check in all of your folders for the emails. We send them out on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons um, every week, and they are just chock full with upcoming events and information. If, uh, if you are not getting our emails, they are not in any of uh, your folders, feel free to just send me an email and I will try to get you resubscribed to our list. Um, so uh, just to make sure that you are staying up to date. So again, all of these announcements are in those emails um, and, and we will continue to send them out um, every Tuesday and Thursday. So uh, I'm just kind of gonna uh, run through our list of upcoming events here. We do have several coming up this week. Um, on Wednesday, Pastor Scott is leading um, the uh, Congregational Book Read. Uh, that's August 19th at 7 p.m. Uh, via Zoom. That information is going to be um, all in the email, and we will, of course, be sending that out on social media as well. Um, so all of the info um, uh, is, is in that email for that. Uh, we are reading the book, Dear Church. There's still plenty of time uh, to, to uh, read the book as, uh, as we prepare for that conversation. It should be an excellent conver uh, conversation. Moving forward with upcoming events, this coming Thursday is Pastor Sherry's ordination. 
finally, uh, you may remember that Pastor Sherry was supposed to be ordained the Sunday we closed down. So this has been a very long time coming. We are so excited that we can finally get uh, uh, Pastor Sherry ordained and installed as our associate pastor. Uh, and that is going to be this Thursday at 6 p.m. Uh, via Zoom. Um, that link was sent out in the email, um, and I believe um, uh, we'll also get up on Facebook as well. It's going to be a little bit of a different situation, so it's not going to be exactly like worship. Um, we're going to be using um, the, the same Zoom platform, um, but it's just obviously going to look a little bit different. The actual ordination itself is going to take place at the church outside in our patio. Uh, Bishop Ann will be there. Um, several friends and family of Pastor Sherry's will be there, and then we are inviting all of the rest of you to join via Zoom. Uh, so we are incredibly excited for that. So please, uh, please come and show your support for Sherry. Mark your calendars for that. That's this Thursday at 6 p.m. Um, and then on Friday night, Pastor Sherry and I, weather permitting, looks great. Hopefully it stays that way. Uh, Pastor Sherry and I um, are hosting um, a large outdoor movie night. We're going to be um, taking a projector and projecting it on the side of our building. Uh, we're going to have a movie night outside, socially distanced, um, and uh, more information will be sent out to families um, about what that's going to look like. So that's going to be this Friday night, and we're going to start at 8 30 p.m. So that will be um, after sunset and hopefully um, we'll, we'll take some time uh, for the light to go down. Um, so that'll be nice and dark by the time that we're ready to begin. Um, so 8.30 p.m. this Friday for uh, kids and families of all ages. Feel free to come on out, uh, bring your chairs, bring bug spray. Yes, thank you, Pastor Scott. Um, bring uh, t uh, blankets and whatever else you think uh, you might want for a movie night. So we are incredibly excited about that. Uh, those are the big upcoming events for this week. Uh, what movie is showing? We don't quite know yet. It will be um, a family-oriented movie, but uh, we uh, uh, will be sure to put that out on our, um, on our regular Tuesdays and Thursdays email, uh, what the movie will be. I'm sure it will be very exciting, uh, whichever one it will be. So uh, yes, definitely make sure you're, you're watching your emails for that information. Uh, just a couple other things. Uh, this, these are some notes that we have put in our email. Uh, I, I want you to take a look at, at our Thursday email. We have a note from the return team about returning to church. Um, and, and I can just read this out for you in case you haven't seen it, because uh, this, this one is fairly important. So I'll, I'll read this paragraph from the return team for you. The Return to Church team has been meeting regularly discussing a number of COVID-19 issues and impacts of Shepherd. Our bias has been and will continue to be the health and safety of our members, staff, and community. With that in mind and out of an abundance of caution, we will continue to worship from home throughout the rest of the year. We are also working closely with the staff regarding other programs to ensure the safety of our kids, our families, and our parents. You're always glad to see so many in worship on Sunday via Zoom. See you in worship. That is from our return team, Scott Edmondson, Jody Rognes, Don Wothy, Terry Jensen, Blair Prax, and Pastor Scott. Um, if you do have any questions about that statement, you can reach out to anyone on the return team, and you can also reach out to any of us on staff about any questions there. Um, also coming up 
um, Pastor Scott is inviting you to uh, Lutheran Social Service, their virtual celebration on September 19th, starting at 6.45 p.m. Uh, you can email Pastor Scott if you are interested in joining him uh, in that, or if you are interested in making um, a financial gift to Lutheran Social Service. They offer so many incredible programs. We would be here for another hour if I were to run through them. Um, I'm sure most of you know uh, who LSS is and the things that they do. Uh, we are incredibly grateful for their ministry, their ability to do great things in the community. Um, and we do, of course, ask if you are able to uh, financially support them. We do encourage you to do that. Again, that celebration, that virtual celebration is on September 19th, starting at 6.45 p.m. Email Pastor Scott if you would like to attend. All right, we have one more really awesome thing. I'm super excited to share this with you. Uh, we have Luca Carlson on the chat th uh, this morning, and he is going to tell you about a really amazing event that uh, he is planning. Luca is a high school student. He's a member of Shepherd. Uh, I would like to now turn it over to him to talk about what he is doing. Thank you, Brian. Um, I uh, started this event, or started planning an event um, a couple months ago because um, I was kind of frustrated with like some of the dialogue surrounding um, refugees in our uh, community. Um, and I remembered, speaking of Luther, Lutheran social services, uh, a panel that um, we'd had a couple years ago, I think now, um, where some refugees had spoken and it was just um, it, really memorable for me. So I started this um, five-day run-walk challenge uh, in partnership with this one of six um, refugee or like resettlement organizations in Minnesota. Um, and here I have my visual aid here. Um, it's uh, yeah, five-day run-walk challenge. It's in September, um, and you can register at uh, www.arrivethewordfive.com. And um, yeah, it all uh, benefits refugee aid. Thank you, Luca. It is um, a really cool event. We are so grateful for Luca uh, for putting this together, um, this, this five-day uh, run-walk event. Uh, I, I did put the website um, URL in uh, the chat. Please go check out the website. It is such a great website that they put together. Uh, we're incredibly uh, grateful that uh, uh, for Luca, for uh, his friends that are putting this together, um, and, and for their passion in uh, helping out uh, refugees and, and people who, who are trying to flee a lot of really um, ugly, nasty things. So thank you so much, Luca, for doing this. We are incredibly excited and, and we can't wait to participate with you. Uh, if you do have any questions, Luca, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Will that be through the website? I'll put my email in the chat. Um, there is a email on the website also. Um, we check that one less often than I check my personal email though. So I'll put my personal email uh, in there. I know there was a couple of people who were having some issues with registration a couple of days ago. Um, so, yeah. Awesome, thank you so much, Luca. We are so grateful for you. All right, I, uh, unless anyone else on staff has any other announcements, 
Pastor Sherry or Pastor Scott or Kay, do you have anything else you'd like to add? All right, hearing none. Um, Brian? Yes. We're still meeting on Thursday at six o'clock. Uh, for the fireside chat, well, so the, Scott is saying yes. Um, where is that going to be though? Because the ordination is going to be Thursday at six o'clock if you're still doing the fireside chat. That's, yeah, that's kinda, no, no, we're not meeting. Uh, that kind of answers my question. Yeah. Thanks. So we we will not be doing the fireside chat this week. We'll re, we will resume the fireside chat next week, uh, Thursday at six p.m. This week is Pastor Sherry's ordination, so we will not be meeting for the fireside chat. Thank you for the question, Jim. Great. We'll question. be meeting for the fireside chat online, watching Sherry's ordination. That's right. Exactly. That's right. All right. So as we prepare to uh, move into our fellowship time um, or move on with our day, I do hope you take some time uh, to stop in for, uh, for uh, the fellowship groups, uh, even if it's just a quick chance to say hi, get to see some new faces, some uh, familiar friendly faces. We do really encourage you to do that. Uh, so as we do, um, may you now hear uh, the good news, the good word of the benediction. Now, people of God, stay home in peace and be of good courage. Hold fast that which is good, render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor everyone, love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.